All right, welcome back to Beach Theory. Welcome back to Beach Theory. What episode is this? Seven? Seven. <gasps> wow. You know, last episode. That's a lot of episodes. That is so far. And I'm enjoying it. We're on a roll. I really like talking about our history together. Yeah, as long as we don't fight. Our history together, together. <laughs> you like talking about fighting. I, I like uh, talking about fighting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> our last episode, we did fi- We almost fought during talking if about fighting. If you missed fighting. it, she punched me right in the face. Yeah, so make sure to watch the video. Just kidding, I didn't do I that. still have a black eye. <laughs> and now you're making me sound bad. I almost quit the podcast because <laughs> she was so Yeah, abused. right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Don't uh, miss it. <laughs> you'll want to watch it. Go listen. <laughs> Uh, okay, but, so this episode we're gonna be talking. We we're gonna pick up actually right where we left off. So last you heard in the last episode, we were talking a lot about a miracle, a crazy, amazing miracle that couldn't be explained in any other way besides a miracle. Our heroes returned home at the end of the last episode. That's right. <laughs> and we didn't. Have, we returned home. Did we still have our our fifth wheel trailer? Or did we yes, sell, sell we still it? had it at that point. At that point, we still had it. Yes. Did we just park it? I think we just parked it in my parents' driveway. driveway. Um, yeah. So, so uh, we went right to going back to school. It was time to register yep, for school. We got back just in time for school, and that's what most most we were selling. You were selling security systems, and that was the right time for the whole business to shut down because basically they run off of college students and i wanted to go to school i wanted to go to snow college for the first time i've never been to snow he didn't ever feel like this is what i want to major in and this is what i want to go to school in the only reason he went to school was because number one he got fafsa and it was free free school and number two he didn't really want to learn anything that he didn't want to learn so he just got classes that he liked so that first semester I took like math and chemistry. I took like all these like required classes. Yeah. Cause I figured, you know, might as well get that taken care. I guess I really didn't know what I want. Yeah. He didn't know what so he wanted. I took he just tons, was doing I think all I took sorts like, of things. I think I started at like eighteen credits or something crazy. It was like crazy. That. I was like, yeah. I could do this, I could do this. And then you dropped out of chemistry. We both did. We were taking it together. Were we? Ugh. I remember we were taking I don't it together. Take <laughs> we were also taking yoga together. Yes. And you dropped out of yoga because of your pregnancy. Um, and I dropped out of it mostly because I, my mom had had high risk pregnancies and she had nine kids and I was on my first kid and I was the first daughter to have or first kid in the family to have any grandkids. And so my mom was like, Hey, I just have to warn you, your, your pregnancies could be very high risk, just like mine were. And you're built a lot like me. So I'm just saying you should be very cautious. So I, was like terrified of doing any physical activity or overdoing anything or feeling tired. Even. I think it this was, was a like, sore uh, spot for us because I remember trying, like, I remember that first pregnancy. Yeah. And I remember thinking a lot of your struggles that you're going through right now are probably all made up. Like, I didn't think that you were <laughs> pretending to be sick. I believe that you were really sick. But I only believed that you were sick because you were convinced that you needed to be sick because you're pregnant. He, oh, this is one like of those things. Prophecy, oh my goodness, right? you talking about that made me remember one of the items on the list from the last episode of Ooh. things that made me angry with Michael. <laughs> it was all in your head. <laughs> he would say that. I was sick. I was throwing up in the toilet and he'd say, it's all in your head. If you just think I'm not sick, it'll go away. And I was like, Oh, thanks for the advice. (laughs) 
I'm sure if I just think I'm not sick, I won't be sick. But the thing is, like, when we were at Snow College, I remember you being like, oh, I don't know if I can do this thing. And I remember thinking, I was still just sick tell yourself all that through you that can. pregnancy, though. Like, you have to, it's it's all in your head. Just convince yourself that you can do it. You'll be fine. He doesn't, by the will. way, he doesn't use the, that terminology anymore because we've had many a conversation about whether it's all in my head or not. It's well, like if you think of the worst you've ever felt in your life and how you feel like you should go to the hospital. And I was like, it's all in your head. <laughs> if you just think it's all in your head, you'll get better. So <laughs> and it's like that just kind of makes you. What does it do? It kind of infuriates. Well, not only infuriates, you, but it, 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 yeah, it yeah. takes the validation away. It. You never get valid. You never feel validated or like what you're going through is real and but so it's you're crazy you, like it makes you feel like oh you're just a crazy person you can't deny that there have been situations where you could admit that what something you were experiencing was just in your head name one <laughs> no i'm not joking you right now okay but can you name one give me a second <laughs> no i believe there now have... here's the part where we get in a fight on camera no, this isn't Just a fight. kidding. It's not a fight. <laughs> no, I nothing's coming to mind right See now. See what I mean? But that's See? not to say that it didn't ever happen. <laughs> I, I believe it. I no, believe it. I do believe that to an extent. Thank you. I feel to validated. To an extent. <laughs> that is No, the you're key. right. To an extent is absolutely true. Yes. I was raised in my family. My dad would say that to us re regularly. Yes. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. And so I believe that because there have been times in my life where I felt like I can control my emotions. I can control how I'm feeling right now because how I'm feeling and what I'm doing is just in my head. So take into account, he had been raised that way. That was his norm. And that was what, that's how he dealt with things that he couldn't say, I can, f I feel your pain or I can't understand why you feel that way. His way of saying that he can't, he didn't say, I can't understand why you feel that way. He would say, it's all in your head. Like, that's not a real problem because it's not a real problem for me. Like, that's how his opinion was. Okay. Um. So coming into our marriage, he had only up until when I was pregnant seen me be a completely normal, happy, how are you active person. Right. And then when I got pregnant, he was like, you're a completely different person. This This obviously is all in your head. Like, it was, that was what made sense to him. That was how you explained my being a different person or being so sick. Right. And you, I think deep down, the conclusion we've come to is that what he meant by saying it's all in your head is, I don't know how to help you and I, I'm not feeling what you're feeling right now. I think it doesn't help that I would see you acting one way and then all of a sudden someone would suggest something and then all of a sudden that would begin to manifest. And I do have to say, I was a lot more um, dramatic when we were first married. And I was also, I would exaggerate more than I, more than, like just my family in general exaggerates things more than Michael's family. So he was raised that way and I was raised this way. And then he would be like, you just lied. And I was like, I didn't lie. And he's like, no, it's a lie. When you exaggerate, it's a lie. And I was like, Oh, so like that was one of those things that we had to kind of work through and right. that was difficult for him and difficult for me because I was like, I'm a good person. Like I'm not, I don't lie. I don't lie. But to him, exaggerating 
was lying. I still believe that. And so over the years, I think both of us have kind but what of I've compromised. Learned, I've learned that I can't take what is said literally. I have to be able to read between the lines and tone it down to what probably actually happened. With most of my family. But do you do that with me now? Not anymore because you've gotten better. Well, I think I... I fixed you. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Here comes the punch to the eyeball that you lied about in the last episode. <laughs> You lie. See what I mean? He's become more like me. He's the exaggerator now, and I'm telling the truth. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> you said I punched you in the last episode. That's exaggerating. No, that That's was a lying. straight up lie. That was not even. It. But it was meant to be comical. You know. See what I mean? Though and anybody... we've traded places. Now I'm like, Michael, you're lying. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. I'll admit it. Uh, I, I don't know. fight it though. The thing is, like we're joking we're kind of fighting not really but the thing is we are able to get our points across to each other really well nowadays like and it took a long time like that wasn't how it was from the very beginning like we used to be sarcastic with each other that was our way of communicating like if there was something we didn't like we would say something sarcastically in coming of a humorous so, joking way <laughs> yes because so we didn't in, know how else to approach it so i can even think of an example of that like I would be so infuriated that you would say, hey, pregnancy is all in your head. Like, or the sickness is all in your head. You just mm -hmm. think you're not sick and it will go away. And so that would make me so furious that I would wait for a time when something that you would say would be completely logical. Right. <laughs> and I would say, oh, it's all in your head. Right. And then you'd look at me kind of like, oh. and then I'd be like, huh. And then we just kind of like sarcastically go back and forth with each other so that I could get my point across that, hey, what I'm experiencing is not all in my head. And right. just like what you just said is not all in your head. It's a real thing. Right. Yeah. That's kind of how we communicated back then. <laughs> and every now and then still. Right. Especially in this podcast for some reason. <laughs> I think it's, I think we're reliving our beginning I do, I do too. beginnings and it's bringing up memories and yeah. i think it's bringing out emotions, emotions yep. that we've moved past and moved on from not that we've like buried or anything but we've literally like yeah. we've grown and we've changed and we've improved and that's no longer an issue well okay for example the last episode i talked too much <laughs> and michael's like after the episode is over he's like hey you know you didn't let me get a, a word in edgewise <laughs> I mean, he I, he did talk to, but I was, I guess I was just kind of taking it over, not even realizing that I was taking it over, just taking it over. But like, if it were in the podcast, I might defend my stance or like, I don't know, when other people are around, I might act a little bit differently and defend my stance and you be like, like getting ah. called out. But even when it's true, even when it's true, but in person, see, and that's a good thing to communicate with too. Like, even when it makes you bad, it makes you seem, look bad. It's okay, like, because we still love each other. Right. It's okay if I look bad and we talk about something that makes me look bad. But after the podcast, I was like, I'm really sorry. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean to talk that much. Like, so we've come up with a system and we figured out, we've compromised. Like, it's okay. We're going to figure it out one thing at a time. And, and we just have learned that if something bothers e either one of us, we need to bring it up. Yeah. It's we a good thing we, we have don't our... Our sound engineer, Cody Crab, to He's our referee. Referee. I am neutral. I'm Switzerland. <laughs> 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 Who's right? Who's right? Who's, Which way should we do who it? Who is best? Uh, you know, I think there's, there's been some great arguments today. <laughs> <laughs>
He's hashtag Team Michael. My my question is, how many of these things have you been through? <laughs> All of these a conversations? Lot, yeah, lot, yeah. yeah. I think when we get to season two, after we've kind of caught up with our history, I want to do a series of like interviewing people in. other married couples and yes. get some pointers and tips that they've learned. Like, well, hey, everybody's got give us like your five best learned. lessons that you've yeah. learned in your marriage that you could share with our audience. Yeah. And you know what else I want to do? I want to bring the kids in and ask funny. them about their experiences growing up with YouTube. Yeah. Because I think that's a really interesting subject. Well, it's that's just life for them. That's norm. That's yeah. their norm. But I mean, to other people, that is really weird. Yeah. To, to me, that's really weird. Like, I was not raised that James way. James was not even a year old when we started filming. Yep. So, But we'll yeah. talk about that in a later yeah, we'll podcast. we'll talk about that later. Because that's an exciting time. Yes. But for now, you're pregnant. We're going to Snow College. Yes. I'm doing yoga and I all was, sorts of fun I stuff. I think I only took two classes that semester. I took math and yoga. And I got out and chemistry of, and you dropped chemistry. I dropped chemistry. I dropped, and you dropped math yoga. and I dropped yoga. <laughs> and by the end of the semester, I was no longer going You're, to school. I think you were just like, I want to well, do this. I was, I was I due in, I had James February mm -hmm. 8th and it was around December or November that I was like, uh, back it was this. the fall semester. You didn't go. Did you go back spring semester? Um, yes, but... So James was born mid-spring semester. I don't think you would have gone back. No, 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 no. We went back the semester after that. So you took a whole year semester. off then. Basically, yeah. Okay, so because you took fall. I tried though. I tried and that's what's important. <laughs> so when we got back from Denver, where were we living? We started mooching off of family at a very early stage <laughs> right after that summer. After that well, summer. we came back dirt poor with nothing yeah, to show for the nothing. work. It was horrible. It was not good. I remember they made a lot of promises when I was getting ready to sell the security yes. systems. It's oh, going to be the I best made, thing of your life. I made 80 life. grand last summer. Yeah. You just work all summer and then go to school and you don't even have to work because you just made so much money in the summer. Yep. And for some people, for a lot of people, that was true. But I'm not a very good salesman. And that took a long time to figure out for I think, both of us. I think I wanted to be a good salesman. <laughs> he I, wanted it. He loved, the, he loved I doing love, it. I love the he process. He just was not good at it. I, it's not Which like is, I was awkward or or weird or anything. I think it was just that I have, I have a hard time like acting pressuring people and pressure. Yeah, like I remember yeah. going with other people to see how they do their presentations, yes. and it's like a big song and dance and a show, and like there's like a straight up production and yep. acting, and I'm just very real with people. And you'll tell the truth even if it makes it, you not get a sale. Right. Yeah. And these guys, it's like all about the sale. And to me, it was all about making sure that the customer was happy. Yep. And when you go in with that attitude and you don't really like, I don't know. I just didn't do a very good job. People so remember this conversation because he does a lot of sales jobs later. Yeah, well, I did. And it took I didn't a quit long time to figure I out. Figured I'll get the hang of it eventually. At that time, his attitude, like now we're able to look at it and go, okay, we can evaluate, kind of reevaluate what was good and what was bad and what we learned and if we should do that again. But mm -hmm. at the time, he was so like, I love sales jobs. I want to do this forever. I'm going to be the best salesman ever. While we were not making books. any money for months mm -hmm. and months and months. I, and he was doing all the research. He was doing all the things of, that like, he felt like he should. But he was just things. bad at it. Yeah. And we I came tried. to that conclusion. And that was a hard conclusion to come it to. It was that fall, I think. Yeah, so that same fall that we were going to Snow College and we were mooching. We were living in uh, the same house yep. that my dad and stepmom had lived in when I first came to Mount Pleasant yep. after my mission. They had moved to a different house in out, town. And we were living there. Yep. And all by ourselves. It was yep. actually really nice. We had a they whole said, big hey, house. just pay utilities 
and we were like we were so poor that we kept the heater off on the whole house yeah and all we had was a space heater in our bedroom and we like never left our bedroom which i wonder if that even saved us money honestly (laughs) it probably would have been better like because we couldn't afford (laughs) yeah we couldn't electricity and all that stuff we because i was not working you didn't have a job you did not have a job but we did have financial aid fafsa from we were living off of our, we were living off of our school funds <laughs> we didn't take any student loans though we just got no. grants which was a very smart the pell thing, grant by the way was great free money yeah well you um, have to go to school for it but, but that same fall <laughs> we signed up to try and sell isogenics which was something that now we're doing you're doing again but i loved it at the time, at, that at the was time, like, you're like, this is going to solve all of our problems. Let's be a salesman right. for this. At and the time, we did it because it's really healthy and it was yeah. helping you with your pregnancy to not feel so yeah, sick. Yeah, if I could if I could get it down without puking it all up because it was expensive to us. It was like a dollar a shake or something. Yeah. And I was like, that's a lot to puke up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, It's sad when you have to think, how much is this food that I'm how many dollars are going down the toilet literally <laughs> right now? And I was taking any money, any and all money that we had made and I was putting it into buying Isogenics products yep. and I was trying to sign up everybody. And I signed up quite a few people and yeah. made some decent, like enough decent. to pay for itself. It was enough to pay for itself. It, we broke but even. But barely. That was, that was the Another constant between moment. all of the sales jobs was breaking even. <laughs> oh, and I was also taking a swimming class at Snow College. And he was the Michael Phelps of Snow College. Well, it was hilarious because he started winning every single class race and all I, these things. I've always considered myself relatively athletic. Yeah. And I never knew like the proper way to swim. No. Like I grew up in Florida and there was I went swimming all the time, but I didn't know like all How the to different swim strokes. Away from alligators. I didn't know about rhythmic breathing. <laughs> I didn't know, know like all the things of how to swim properly <laughs> with good form. Yeah. But I learned that at Snow College and I absolutely loved it. And I just he, I'm not flourished. kidding. Like, he was very good at it. So good that just a year or two ago, he was at a public swimming pool swimming just just to exercise. Yeah. And this guy That was six years ago. And that this guy No, it wasn't. It was a while ago. Yeah. No way. It was when we were in Brookside. Okay, maybe five years Anyways, ago. Anyways, he was at the swimming pool, he was swimming, and this guy came came up and he's like, I've been watching you for a long time. Where did you train? And how many years of swimming did you do? I've been in competitions like my whole life and oh you're you have really, really good, good. Form. and he's like Where did i you just swim? took a class in college that's all i've done he's like i'm you just could, practicing you could be a professional he's like you have no idea you have like perfect form and you're so good at this like if you would have com- competed you would have done so amazing and michael's just like <sighs> <laughs> missed opportunity <laughs> now i'm old and now we that's why we got to make sure our kids get all these opportunities yeah. that we didn't get but I still love swimming, even to this yes, day. Yes, it's so great. So You're good at it. I'm actually training to do a triathlon. Yeah, and we are getting Never way done off that subject. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking about swimming. I took that's swimming true. classes in college. And that was fun. Uh, that's true. And I, and I just like, hey, who wants to race with me? And everybody yes. was like, no, I don't want to race with you because you're too fast. <laughs> Except there was one girl in the class who'd been swimming like her whole life. Yeah. And she was also really fast. Yes, and you But we were like right about the same. Her. I think I might have beat her by quarter of a second just like barely but like maybe she was but i remember I you would know. come home and you'd be like guess what <laughs> guess what i've been winning everybody in my class because i have perfect form or you know like i've just been doing really good and it was like wow that's incredible yeah it's cool when you find a talent you didn't know you had your whole life yeah but you're really good at it that's and, awesome and i just really loved it so after 
we got back and we were mooching off of family. All we had to pay was utilities. That means that they were paying the mortgage on that house. I think they owned it or something. <sighs> yeah, they owned it, but they were paying the mortgage yeah. still. And we were just paying utilities and mooching off of it. And it was good. That was We got the a most... lot of free clothes for oh, the baby. That was another miracle. Like just we just from everywhere I would just pray because we had nothing. We had no money. We had nothing extra. All of our furniture was free from KSL. <laughs> like it was just or free family. furniture or family. That was it. And like the baby clothes that we got, we got at garage sales, bag fulls or Yes. And all the dishes we had were from our wedding. Like we the bags we got of clothes i mean that was a miracle and all of the baby things that i had some random people that i knew growing up would just come up and be like hey do you need any baby stuff i'm done having kids and i have all this really nice brand new stuff and i was like uh yes, yeah thank you <laughs> thank you like it was it was every time i needed it it's almost like i would just say a prayer and then somebody would just show up with the things that I needed. And it was like, wow, we are really being taken care of by yeah. Heavenly Father, you know? We it was really cool. And then, um, oh, how many, where are we at? Oh, we're fine. Okay. So then uh, having the baby came closer and closer. I had dropped out of yoga and dropped out of math and dropped out of chemistry and was no longer going to school while Michael was. I would stay home every single day eating, um, hot pockets and orange juice i don't know why but that's what i that's what james is made out of his whole body is just made out of orange juice and hot pockets i think i think that uh we were living off of food stamps right that was actually at that point yeah, I remember we that. were we the school funds weren't cutting it and we were just needing food stamps to even eat i think that about covers the fall maybe we should go ahead and just talk about james birth yeah, so he was born in February, February 8th, He was the first, he was the only of all of the kids that we've had so far where your water broke naturally. Yes. And you know, that's actually a pretty rare thing to have your water break. Is it? Yeah. I I, like the that. more I look into it, the more people are like, oh, that's like the typical way that they portray it in movies, but that doesn't happen that often, actually. Yeah. I just remember your water broke and you were yeah. like, uh, it was like midnight. Yes. And? That's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so you got your bag of Wait, do you know stuff. why i looked at you that way yes <laughs> that's all <laughs> okay so you grabbed your bag and we went straight to the to the i want to say it you don't need to say it well we had my water broke <laughs> <laughs> rebecca it's unnecessary <laughs> i'm not just what's the point of not Right. Why do you have to push so hard? I don't know. It was just because I had to have a baby and you have to push hard when you have a baby. <laughs> she thought she was going to die. Oh, oh, yes. We had a great doctor, though. We had a really good doctor. Oh, <laughs> and your mom was filming the birth and she was filming like the entire process. Five hours worth. Because it was oh. only five hours, which is really quick for a first baby. Minutes before James came out completely, the camera died. died. So we have no footage of him actually coming out, which I is think, just... I think the footage stopped as his head was but just coming. keep in mind, this was not advertiser-friendly filming. Like, this was oh, yeah. straight on waiting for the baby's head to pop out, like, the right. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but I was... It was, like, what, 4 o'clock in the morning or something by yeah, the time was, he was born? Well, I... You yeah, were my exhausted. water broke at midnight. 
And I just remember you laying on the bed, just like napping in between contractions. Oh, I was so tired. Just like so. And I didn't tired. know what I was doing. Like yeah. the first one, I was like, they would say like push, basically use the muscles that you use to poop to try and push the baby out, because that's what you do. That is a completely normal, natural thing. And I don't know why, but it was really hard for me to do that. And I tore like when he did come out, like, and I had to get like three stitches or something. Not too many, but it was enough. Or it might have been like six stitches. It was enough it wasn't that I. Too much. It was enough that when the six weeks were over of did recovery. Did you really tear with James? Yes. I thought it was Corbin that you tore with. I didn't tear with Corbin. I tore with Ellie a tiny bit, okay. and I tore with James. Maybe James was the worst. He was the worst for sure. Well, he was the worst birth, the worst pregnancy. <laughs> And, oh, man. <laughs> and he just and cried he a lot. Two parents out of us. I thought you were gonna say, and the worst kid now. <laughs> uh, no, no, not the worst no, kid. no, no. They're all equally worst. He's a great <laughs> I'm kid. Just kidding. They're all he equally is a good. really good boy. Yeah, he is. Uh, but I remember, yeah. Anyway, uh, he was. I just remember he after he was born, like he just was fussy and whiny all the time. Which and he never wanted I, to be held I and snuggled. I truly believe he was just as fussy as all of our other kids, but it was our first experience with the baby. And so it seemed like it was way more than with all the other kids. That's what I think. I disagree. <laughs> oh, but we man. have we have pictures. So uh, to any of you listening yes. on, on online, just the audio track, uh, make sure that you, if you're interested in seeing some photos, because I, I think- I have it, a in, picture of me when I was like halfway or something. In almost every one of these videos, we're going to do pictures. Yes. I want to do like fun- Of all of the throughout things the video, we talk about. Pictures, if we have pictures, slideshows. we'll use them. Because yes. we will. We'll have pictures of dating and pictures of marriage and uh -huh. pictures of pregnancy and pictures of birth and yeah. like, you know, I think it'd be cool. Well, I have a so, picture even of me going through the hand-me-down clothes that's that all people on YouTube. were giving to me. On Beach Theory on YouTube if you want to see the, yes. the video and, and the pictures there. And I was so, like, I, honestly, the whole time growing up, I lived off of hand-me-down clothes. For one, we had a huge family. And so it was either Jennifer, my older sister, that I would get her clothes from, or... Uh, because we weren't always the same size, I would just get bags of clothes from people in our ward, our church, that would send it to our house because I think they knew that we needed it. <laughs> and, and so, we did. and we did. That was literally our school clothes. That was like we were lucky if we got new clothes when school started, like one new pair. Like that was like, wow, I got a new pair of clothes. This is so amazing. Now it's like not that big of a deal and i do it all the time and i get the kids new clothes all the time like it's not that big of a deal because i've made it we've made it a really big priority to make sure our kids don't look homeless or whatever um but only because we have the means to before that we just got what we got and we didn't throw a fit and it was that's how it was you know that was just life that was just how it was yeah <sighs> so i remember the hospital it was really nice like it felt like we were just on vacation. Like after it's the baby was born. It's always felt like that. That's why I never want to have a baby you get at home. Food delivered to you, and they it's take like care of you and the baby. And so nice. <laughs> it's so it's, nice. It's a good experience. But we went there. I it took from midnight to four to have him. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was falling asleep between contractions. I think that was the most painful one. I don't know if I had a, as much of an epidural at the end as uh, all my other ones. Yeah. Like it was really hard. It was, really, was really difficult. difficult. And then just becoming parents after that was, I don't know, like I can't explain how 
becoming a parent changes you mm-hmm. other than you become you have it forces you to become a certain way mm-hmm. you have to become patient more than you were mm-hmm. unless you're a super patient person like i was not a super patient person i remember being impatient a lot it was very very hard to be patient with a crying baby and like one that you're trying your very hardest to keep alive and happy and it's not working or you know i mean they're still alive but they're not happy why is it crying so much Uh, and james was never really one to cuddle he didn't really like to be held never like except for when he was baby baby where he couldn't push away brand new (laughs) like obviously but as soon as he had like the ability to move at all he was always pushing away. As he didn't really want to be him, held. He wasn't away. very cuddly. And Michael's a very cuddly person. So I think... It was offensive. I think he took offense to that. It, like I'm literally, even lie. though he's a baby. I know. I, but that's part of my immaturity too. That's it's right. Like that we were I, young. Like I, I think, was young and I think naive. that in our marriage, we've always been pretty good at learning to communicate or at least making compromises and and making sure that we're communicating with each other. But when it comes to parenthood, that I think is where our maturity, our immaturity showed the most. Right, definitely. And we were young. And not I only, mean, I was twenty, and you were twenty-three. I think it was hard too because, like, we were so in love and so yeah. excited about getting married. And yeah. the minute we got like weeks after we got married, <laughs> then you're sick for nine months. And he's like, and "Who's this so- person? You've changed since we're married." As soon as you're not sick anymore, now you're feeling better. But now, like, all of your time and attention in- is dedicated to this baby. Yeah, I remember being quite jealous. Jealous, yeah. Because- Which is interesting, right? Now saying it out loud, that sounds so silly. I know it's just it so sounds dumb. silly. Yeah. But at the time, that was a legitimate like feeling i remember being jealous that you were giving james all the attention and i yep. remember being jealous that james had no affection like no yeah, he, didn't he, hug, he, he wasn't trying he didn't want to be hug, hugged he just cried all the time yep. michael had a very has had a very soft spot for the kids in our family that are more cuddly hey like, if a kid it's is, just a natural thing it's not that he loves one more than the other no at all not at all if any one of the kids at any time comes up and just sits on my lap or just hugs me and just wants to be next to me, I will... He's not going to push him away, ever. No, never. But I literally, it's like the complete opposite. Like, I'll just, I'll just melt and I'll do anything for them. But it's like, but I just don't think they've figured that out yet. I need to tell them all the secrets about you. (laughs) Give them all the inside scoop so they know what to do. Just kidding. (laughs) Because when I don't get that, I'm just like, I'm pretty stern. I'm pretty strict. Yeah. I I don't, I'm kind of no nonsense when it comes to the kids. But you don't always naturally show your affection to them. I think, I think. I try. I think you're the type of person though that you kind of wait to see what they're going to do. And then you kind of imitate what they do. Maybe. Like it's not always, you're not always instigating. I'm not the perfect dad. Surprise, surprise. And I'm not the perfect mom. (laughs) I lose my temper. I'm not always so patient, even though we have a lot of kids and you'd think that I would have gotten it by now, but But we're learning. We're definitely I think we are getting better though. We're not we're not getting worse. No, not getting worse. We're getting better. So that's good. (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely getting better. As long as we're moving forward. (laughs) But this is kind of a glaring realization reflecting on James and just how immature and naive we were and how little we knew and 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 i have to say how bad at parenting we were (laughs) at least me for sure oh man i look back at that time and i'm just like wow we really didn't know very much we really didn't (laughs) we thought we knew everything (laughs) 
I mean, when have we not thought we've known everything? <laughs> but the, isn't is the that truth. just like the nature of humanity? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, James is eight and he thinks he knows everything. Yes. Right? But that's yes. just not going to change. Well, and I think something always, that even I when remind he was you baby, of. He thought he knew everything. I something I remind you and me of sometimes is like, has there ever been a time in your life, even when you were a kid, that you felt like, oh, I'm dumb? No. Or, oh, I don't know stuff? Like, no, it's no just a different you are, level. You're you just at a different you're level. You're smart yes. and you're aware and yeah. you're intelligent. You ha- you're capable. Right. You feel capable Absolutely. no matter how old you are. Right. And so I think kids feel and that exact same way. And I think when kids get treated like a kid, like sometimes that's when, when they start to like, act out. Like not so much treated like a kid. Like there's certain responsibilities kids have or don't have. Right. But when they feel patronized, when they feel like, oh, you're just a kid, you don't know. That's infuriating. You're worthless, right? And I remember being a kid and being told that. And I remember getting mad and thinking, you're basically telling me I know nothing. Right. And that's not true. I know I'm smart. I know I'm capable, you know? And and the thing is, to ourselves, we are. And we're continually learning and getting smarter and growing. And even now, I'm like, man, I'm smart. I have so much to share with the world. I'm going to start a podcast (laughs) and tell everyone how amazing and how much I've learned. (laughs) But like literally in 10 years from now, I'm going to look back on myself and be like, wow, how naive and how immature, right? No, I don't think so. Well, that's how I look at myself 10 years ago. Like, Well, you, well, you need to stop it because you are capable. You are smart. You are, what is that? <laughs> what, that quote from The Help? <laughs> you is kind. <laughs> right? But no, like, and I don't look at it like in a demeaning way, like, oh, how dumb. I'm a d- terrible person. But like, just like I recognize my imperfections. Yeah. And I recognize I think, that I've grown a lot and improved a lot. I think what's important is to never look back and go, wow, I was dumb. Or wow, I had knew nothing. Well, that's what we've been doing like, this whole time. No, but I'm at this. But at the same time, we knew what we were doing. We knew it would be hard. Like we knew in order to grow, we had to do those things. We weren't like so naive that we had no idea. Our child, like we kept him alive. He's still alive. We knew enough. We did it. I guess we did enough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's a good kid. Yeah, he is. He's a very good kid. So I just, I guess I just look at it and I think if I can look back at myself and say, wow, I was smart. I was capable. I was kind you is kind then like i don't know i just i want to be able to look at my kids that exact same way and say hey there's nothing wrong with you no, no. you have no nothing wrong you well, know right. you're completely capable they you are. are so smart and all, all all i know is that i'm just at a different level of experience than right. you are i just mm-hmm. have more experience than you that's the only difference i'm not smarter well if you want to take it if you want to take it to the next level and what we believe in our religion is that we were spirits before we came to this earth and got yeah. a body and his spirit and our spirits are brothers. Yeah. And we're, we're, you know, for all or we know, brother. I'm a brother, a sister to his sister brother. spirit. <laughs> he's my brother's spirit. But for yeah. all we know, his spirit could be older and even know more than me. Right. Yeah, I guess that's but, true. But on earth, I'm his parent. Yeah. Uh, but still, we're brothers in spirit, and I need to not treat him with disrespect. Yeah. And I need to yeah. just appreciate him for who he, I think, who he is. I mean, have have you ever had a time in your life, no matter the age, where you have felt patronized and felt like that was justified? No, I haven't. No. 
Like that's never ever been something that I've been like. Unless I was being oh, obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> There's been right. a few times where I've been obnoxious and people called me out and I'm I mean, like, when yeah, you I was do being dumb a brat. things, but you know that you did a dumb thing. <laughs> right. It's not like you don't feel like, oh, I did a dumb thing and I had no idea, and now I'm oh, being patronized. Right. You know, it's like you do a dumb thing and you know it's a dumb thing, right. and you know you're smart enough to know better, <laughs> but you do it anyway or whatever. You know, we're all here to learn, but. There's never a time, even even when I was the very smallest, I could I can even remember that if somebody patronized me, I felt like that was justified. Right. It was never justified, because I've always been smart. I've always been capable. And you are smart. And that's why every kid here, every kid on earth, is smart. And, and they capable. need to feel appreciated for their intelligence. Yes. W- no matter what level they're exactly. on. Exactly. Uh, because we're just on different levels. That's the only thing. We're not mm-hmm. smarter. We're not more capable. We're all, we all came here with, I guess, the same set of tools. Mm-hmm. And that means that we, I mean, not all of us, actually. Some people are blessed with more. Some people are blessed with more, um, like, physically. Mm-hmm. Or they actually, like, have things, I don't know, that they, a, a family that has more money or something like that. But I'm talking, like, mentally mm-hmm. or, like, I don't know. Even even people with like Down syndrome or something like they have a di- they're on a different level, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean they're dumb. Right. That doesn't mean they're incapable. You're right. And in some things, I guess they might be incapable, but they're not dumb. They're right. not worthless. So, anyways. Yep. That was ex- <sighs> that was a good episode. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Yeah. We talked about a lot today, and tom- and uh, next week. In next week's episode, do you know what we're going to talk about? Not yet. What are we going to talk about? (laughs) Other than the things that happen next in our life. We're going to talk about what happened next. The summer after James was born, we moved to Oregon and we lived in the woods primitively. With a four month old. (laughs) That was one of the worst experiences of my life. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. So stay tuned for that story, (laughs) you guys. Let's talk about the worst experience of my life. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube to Beach Theory (laughs) or you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, (laughs) Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor. Yes. And uh, all the places and spot- also, if podcasts you're just, are. If you're just listening to the podcast, we have pictures inserted in our in our channel Beach Theory on YouTube. So if you want to see pictures of what we're actually talking about, what we looked like when we had no idea what we were doing as good parents. Times, good times. <laughs> and what James looked like as a baby. Pre-bearded Michael. Yes. <laughs> when I and looked go, like I was 15. Yes. <laughs> and I looked like I was 12. <laughs> you can go watch that on YouTube. Yes. Go watch that on YouTube. Also, if you have any comments, or questions or things that you think we should talk about that would be a controversial subject. Or if you have any questions and you want us to elaborate on any of the topics we covered today, yeah. make sure to leave us a comment on YouTube. Um, or you can even leave voice comments, I think, on, on Anchor. And we oh, can include cool. that in a future episode when yeah. we cover that. So that would be leave really us some cool. feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yes. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye.